1: Hey there, Buffalo Bills fans. Welcome back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast here on buffalorumblings.com. As you know, we are available everywhere you go to get your podcasts. We are a proud affiliate of the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel, which of course you can go and download. If you haven't downloaded our podcast already, what the heck are you doing? We've only been on this for about a year and a half. My colleague, Jamie D'Amico, joining us here. I am John Baccino and uh you know jamie i know you're definitely an avid subscriber to our podcast being one of the key cogs that gets this podcast off the ground each week i i appreciate that yes i'm out listening to
2: uh breaking buffalo rumblings and the nick and nolan show and all the good stuff that we got out there really you've got to listen to nick and nolan if you're not doing it
1: already Oh, absolutely! A tip of the hat to those guys. You know, they're and you can tell that there's a lot of these podcasts. People, uh, a lot. One of the criticisms I hear, and I want to address it real quick uh, with with our podcast network, is one of the criticisms I hear is that it's the same content produced by different voices. And let me tell you, no, it is not. You know, we might if there's, of course, on roster cutdown day, we're all going to talk about the surprise cuts and who made the team that we might not have expected. But for the most part, none of us actually talk to each other on the podcast network here with Buffalo Rumblings outside of the obligatory uh, conversations where, you know, we might have some fun uh, doing, uh, you know, different predictions for the week or the season. But we all do our own thing independently. We do our own research and then we all come together and talk about the Buffalo Bills. So listen, subscribe to the whole network of podcasts, Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. Podcast channel on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Megaphone, you name it, everywhere you go to get your podcasts. Search for Buffalo Rumblings Podcasts, and we appreciate uh, the loyal support of, of our listeners out there. Again, please make sure that you. Download and subscribe to our podcast. That's the best way to make sure you know when our podcasts will be dropping. Uh, During the regular season, Jamie, we will be bringing you podcasts twice a week. Uh, Fridays will be our preview edition coming up for the weekend. Uh, Unless, of course, we're talking about the Thanksgiving game, in which that case, a preview would be kind of ridiculous uh, for a game that took place on Thursday. So we'll deal with that one when the schedule works itself out. And then, of course, you can stay tuned to the recap podcast coming up on the Monday following the game. And we are very excited, Jamie, to finally, finally have football that counts, that counts in the standings, that counts towards a playoff chase. And you know what? I'm stoked that the Buffalo Bills are opening with the New York Jets, because to me, there's nothing better in football than watching two budding superstar quarterbacks grow and develop and lead their teams into battle. And of course, you know, we want Josh Allen to see what he can do in his second year. The Jets fans are very excited about Sam Darnold. Both of these were top 10 quarterback selections last year, top 10 first round picks. And for the second time in their young rivalry, these two teams will be squaring off, led by Sam Darnold and Josh Allen. It's really exciting to see a, uh, a budding quarterback rivalry uh, taken off. Budding superstars?
2: Wow. <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna go there, Matt. Um, because you know, there's there's certainly questions about these guys, but that's kind of what's making it uh what's making it kind of fun. It's gonna be interesting because the Jets coming in here with Adam Gase, who has been very successful with quarterbacks in the past. He got the best out of well, he got some good things out of Ryan Tannehill. He definitely looked good when he was helping peyton manning change into more of a game manager but his offense is is solid he is well respected around the league offensively i am i am curious how the bill's coaching staff is going to x and o against the jets offense we know that they've got a great running back situation they have some very good receivers their offensive line is terrible though so it's this team and and i have a question for you here when it comes to overall Jets talent, it seems like they've got some blue chippers on that team. Jamal Adams, Le'Veon Bell, but on the other end, they seem to really have a dearth of talent at some places.
1: What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think that the Jets, um, one of the things, and, and I want to real quick go back to um, the, the budding superstar comment. I, it's it's all wishful thinking on my end of it, because, you know, for the last 16 years, you know, we've seen Tom Brady run roughshod over this division. And, you know, it, it was inspirational to last year, even though the Bills lost the game at New Era Field, watching Darnold and Allen lead their respective squads. You know, I, I think it's going to be the potential makings of a, a pretty cool quarterback rivalry in division. You know, how often do you find it where within the same division, two teams take a top 10 quarterback? and I know it's happened before, but, um, with the Buffalo bills, it really, it hasn't happened in, in quite some time that in fact, Josh Allen was the highest pick that Buffalo has ever spent, you know, on a quarterback and, uh, and, and with Sam Darnold, you know, picking him number three overall, there's a lot of expectations. So I just color me excited to see this rivalry kind of continue to take off. And I know that Sam Darnold got the better of the matchup, the first time that they they squared off at home, the Bills blew a fourth quarter lead. On Sunday, I'm looking forward just to seeing you know these two teams quarterbacked by these young rookies, uh, young second year starters rather, in action. And uh, to get to your your talent level question, uh, Jamie, I feel like the Jets for a while you know could be viewed as um, as a dumpster fire at least during the off season. There were a lot of, of of things that were happening where you know the general manager got canned, and they bring in a new coach, Adam Gase, who himself is a a personality and a character who you know is a supposed quarterback whisperer that really didn't have that success um, on a wide scale with Ryan Tannehill in Miami. Tannehill was good for spurts. But then he was injured and he was erratic, although anybody that can get Ryan Fitzpatrick to have an MVP first month of the season like Gase did last year, you know, deserves a little bit of credit for directing this offense. I think the Jets are going to be better than people expect them to be. I think that the Bills and Jets are clearly the two teams that are, are head and shoulders above the Dolphins in the division. I despise the Patriots, but they're their favorites for a reason to win this division. I think the Bills and Jets are going to be right there with them. I think both of these teams are going to play you know, well enough this year where that week 17 matchup at new era field is going to have playoff implications on it with the winner getting into the playoffs. That's my bold prediction. We talked about it during the, the season prediction that we did during the preseason. And I think the Jets have enough talent especially when you factor in, you know, Quinn and Williams, um, you know, getting drafted, I believe he was drafted number three last year. I think the the jets taking Quinn and Williams directly opened the door for the bills to get at Oliver because, I could have seen the Jets taking at Oliver number three. It's a great consolation prize for the Bills to get Oliver instead of Quinn and Williams. But I think there's there's plenty of talent on this Jets roster. And you go to CJ Mosley, the talented linebacker, Le'Veon Bell, you know, he is worth the, the contract that the, the Jets offered him. And, you know, obviously the the Jets are still have plans on the on the defensive line, you know, where they're going to get after the quarterback. That to me actually is one of the biggest concerns, Jamie, heading into this game is just how well the Bills offensive line will hold up against those big bodies that the Jets have on the on their front four.
2: It's interesting because. Well, they have some good, def- stout defensive linemen. Uh, they've got guys that are really strong against the run. and um, Williams is not listed as a starter, but you know that he's going to get more than his share of snaps uh, going in because he's done some very good things in the preseason. Uh, but, you know, Leonard Williams, he was a high draft pick a couple of years ago. Hasn't quite lived up to the hype that's there. But Steve McClendon is a pro's pro at the nose tackle. Henry Anderson is a, a tough guy on the other defensive end, and um, you know they're they're not so much pass pass rushers, and what you don't see on that team is the the edge rushers that that's real dominant. But our old friend Greg Williams is now the defensive coordinator over there, and he makes up for lack of pass rushing, ru- excuse me, pass rushing prowess with numbers. I mean, they're going to blitz like crazy. So, you know, if they're sending if they're sending six guys, five guys, six guys on every play, which is not unusual for Greg Williams to do. That's going to really be uh, a challenge for a young quarterback like Josh Allen to pay attention to. I have no doubt that there's going to be a lot of zone blitzing going on. And Allen is going to need to make his decisions very quickly. He's needs to know where his outlet receivers are, and holding the ball is just not going to be an option. He's gotta he's gotta do it with his arm. He's gonna have to get rid of the ball because, you know, these guys are gonna pin their ears back and come chasing the quarterback from every corner of the field
1: yeah you're right greg williams has definitely been a very blitz heavy coach and and i think one of the strategies the bills can employ to uh to counter this um would be you'll see a lot of three wide receiver sets which will open up things for you know cole beasley as a security blanket over the middle of the field for josh allen you know maybe they take a deep shot or two with john brown seeing to open up and take the cover take the top off of the defense with a deep ball you know maybe you'll see a combination of some, some trick plays out there but it does it doesn't matter what schemes the Bills run if Josh Allen is running for his life back there. And that's what I think it all comes back to. We talk about the Jets defense, the front four, you know, their, their stoutness of that unit. And you mentioned Steve McClendon. He's a veteran who uh, is incredibly talented uh, for the Jets. He's over 300 pounds. He's a huge run stuffer. Um, he's somebody that is going to be a really important player to keep an eye on. Uh, Leonard Williams, of course, uh, is somebody who is incredibly talented as well. The fact that he was a number six overall pick, um, he's somebody who can just really get after it with the athleticism. Uh, he's he's excellent uh, at that pass rushing ability and blowing past his interior linemen. While Quinton Spain draws that tough assignment of having to match up against Williams and depending on the health of Spain after the injury that he suffered during the preseason, if he's not quite at a hundred percent. I could see Leonard Williams really making life miserable, you know, for the Buffalo bills and the, and the offensive line back there. And then I think another key too, is going to be Mitch Morse, uh, the center who is finally back to practice after escaping out of the concussion protocol. I think he really is going to be the, the key to this whole operation, not just because he's a center who starts every single play, but his ability to go and contain McClendon is going to go a long way towards determining how successful the Bills are on offense because it all starts up front.
2: You make a great point bringing up Mitch Morris because he's also going to help Josh Allen with the uh, blocking schemes, help Josh Allen figure out what's coming at him because we know that what what is going to happen with Josh Allen week in and week out is the defensive coordinators are going to try to confuse him. And you, you know when it comes to coverages, Well, that's not so much something that the center is going to help out with, but as for who's blitzing, especially this week with a blitz-heavy team, that's going to be absolutely clutch. I'm glad to have him back. There's always that issue of wondering whether or not the offensive line is going to gel, and him missing the entire preseason doesn't help toward that end, but... You know, it's, it, it could take half a season for a line to start coming together. And you hope, that, you hope that you're injury-free, but by halfway through the season, what line isn't playing with a bunch of injuries and doesn't have some of the backups coming in? Luckily, this year, I feel a heck of a lot better than I did last year uh, when it came to the depth that they had, or the lack thereof, we should say. I mean, some of the guys that were starting for the Bills, Jordan Mills, for example, don't even have a job in the NFL anymore. So we've come a long way. So let's see what these guys can do against a a tough, uh, front against the jets
1: yeah this is one of those right away scenarios the bills are going to see a lot about what their investment on the offensive line what kind of dividends that's going to pay off because four of the five projected starters just going off of the bills official depth chart four of the official five starters on the line will be making their first meaningful action uh in a bills uniform on sunday when the bills travel to metlife stadium to take on the jets those four of course being mitch morris at center quinton spain um Cody Ford at right tackle and potentially John Feliciano at right guard that hasn't officially been confirmed that Feliciano will be the starter. But again, the depth chart a lot can be made for what you see on there as far as who will be end up the end up the starter. And that leaves Dion Dawkins. The left tackle is the only incumbent who is back for this offensive line that has ever played a meaningful snap in a bills uniform. That puts a lot of pressure again on this unit to come together, and I want to highlight Jamie just sticking on the line for one more question here Cody Ford. Um, the news has come out that Cody Ford, the the Bills' second round draft pick out of Oklahoma, appears to be the starter at the right tackle position. He experimented a little bit at right guard uh, during training camp as well, but the Bills apparently deemed his play in the preseason to be worthy enough to start at the right tackle spot with veteran Ty and Shecky starting behind him on the depth chart. I kind of thought in Shecky. Would have been the starter just by default, but Ford has had a really good uh, preseason and training camp. What do you make of the youngster getting a chance in Cody Ford to cut his teeth, you know, right away from day one? I have a couple of thoughts on that.
2: Um, I thought that Inseki was probably better through the summer than Cody Ford, but in the in the grand scheme of things, uh, I, I think that there might be a couple of reasons that Cody Ford is starting. Number one, they may be looking a year or two down the road. And how will this be for Cody Ford's development? Having him on the field is obviously preferable to having him on the bench, even if he's not the best player. The other thing is, Inseki is in his mid-30s. Perhaps they're concerned that he can't hold up physically for 16 games. Also, um, he has the ability to play both sides. I don't think that Cody Ford has it in him to to be a left tackle in the NFL. He doesn't seem to have the foot speed... Even though that's what he played in college, it's a different game when you get to the pros. Um, I I think they didn't put him at guard because, more than anything, they have a ton of depth on the inside now. Whether it be uh, Spencer Long or uh, like Betker's still there, you know those are guys that that can step in at any moment and probably get the job done. Um, The lack of talent on. on the offensive line seems to be at swing tackle right now. And, and that's why a guy, as good as he is, that's why Inseki I think, isn't starting.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away.
1: Now, when it comes to, of course, once Josh Allen has had some time, um, he's not going to have a familiar face in LaShawn McCoy to hand the ball off to or throw the ball to out of the backfield. Devin Singletary, the third round pick out of Florida Atlantic and Frank Gore, along with TJ Yeldon, the free agent signee, are expecting to handle the bulk of the running back duties. We've already mentioned that the wide receiving core has been bolstered, of course, with John Brown and Cole Beasley. But with Josh Allen under center against a blitz heavy scheme that Greg Williams is going to bring, and even though the Jets... And Greg traditionally have been a 3-4 defense. It's more expected to be a 4-3 front that the Bills are going to face on Sunday. Where do you think uh, Josh can thrive and uh, and excel uh, when it comes to the offense on Sunday?
2: I think he's going to need to see the short, the short passing window open. Um, we know he's got the big arm. We know he likes to try to go downfield, um, but I think that he's He's going to need to have some quick chemistry with Cole Beasley. Uh, like I said, the outlet passes, the, the quick crossing patterns, um, is running backs getting out either if they're not picking up blitzes, sneaking out and getting open, and Allen's going to need to see them. Um, now, something that's interesting is, is, is really has to do with the Jets' pass defense. Their corners are not real good. How do you feel about the Bills matchups, the receiver matchups against the corners of the Jets?
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting to see. Uh, we saw a little bit from Brian Dable, especially in the first two preseason games where he really opened up the offense and took some shots downfield. We know that Josh Allen has a prolific arm that can really you know, fire the ball downfield to his threats. I think it's going to be important for whatever the pecking order is of wide receivers. But if John Brown can get into a rhythm and catch A ball or two early in the first quarter and establish that he and Josh Allen are on the same page with the passing game. I think that's going to do wonders for this offense. There are shots to be taken and there are advantages to be made against the Jets' uh, secondary, and I feel like the Bills can exploit that. Now, the one area where they're going to struggle, and this is why I was really hoping that Duke Williams was going to make the fifty-three man roster, is the Bills don't have that game-changing separation-seeking wide receiver who can go out there and get away from a, a pesky corner and, and and earn some separation to make a big catch. But I feel if Josh Allen is accurate and puts the ball where he needs to, whether it's John Brown, Cole Beasley, Robert Foster, Zay Jones, you know, whoever is the receiver coming up with a big pass, the Bills do again have the ability to make some big plays uh, with the passing game. I think another area to really look into is seeing how well maybe the Bills throw conventional wisdom out the the window, and maybe they when they're they're three wide receiver sets, maybe you see some snaps with both Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon in the backfield, two guys who are very capable of catching the ball out of the backfield as well as running with it. I know they're two undersized backs, but what do you think of that as a strategy to try to counter some of the blitz if the Bills come with a a speedy two-back set every now and then?
2: It's an interesting thought, and TJ Yeldon is actually a, a fairly skilled blocker, uh, when it comes to picking up blitzes, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about Singletary to know how skilled he is at, at doing that. But you know, if you have the two backs in the game, it n- won't necessarily be a uh, a run like Patrick Demarco style. If he's in the game, you know, chances are that the Bills are going to try to run it between the tackles. It, it could be an interesting wrinkle for sure. Um, so, speaking of that passing game, I. I Was curious about your thoughts when we flip it around and we talk about Sam Darnold and those quick receivers that the Jets have, I guess the Bills defense.
1: How do you see that shaping up? Yeah, I think that the bills uh, especially when it comes to Sam Darnold, you know, they're going to want to do a lot of things that the 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 Jets are going to try to do to Josh Allen, confuse him and confound him with some some blitz packages. I think that if if Jerry Hughes can get off of the the offensive line, uh get off of his assignment and really make some penetration, can get in the backfield, that's going to make a big difference to making Sam Darnold feel uncomfortable because when Darnold engineered the fourth quarter comeback last year, at new era field, he was mostly untouched by that front four of Buffalo in the, in the victory in week 13. And that to me is the key because Darnold is still early in his development, but with pressure and with confusing looks out there, you can uh, get after him and force him into some mistakes out there. And the Jets receivers, you know, Robbie Anderson is a, is a decent receiver. Uh, He's somebody that I think um, has some, some talent out there to him, but the rest of this receiver core, you know, Jamison Crowder was very inconsistent when it came to being with the, uh, the Washington Redskins, somebody who, could have a two-touchdown, 120-yard receiving effort, or he might catch one pass uh, for five yards. What we've seen out of the preseason, Trey White's going to lock down Robbie Anderson or Jamison Crowder or whoever he's matched up against on the Jets roster, and I have no concerns on that end of it. The other side of it, I really want to see, you know, what happens whether, you know, Levi Wallace is able to uh, to step up or Kevin Johnson or whoever draws that number 2 starting role at the cornerback position out there on the outside opposite Trey White is definitely going to get tested um by Darnold. How about you?
2: You know, I actually have a different take here which is I'm concerned about Robbie Anderson. He is a really fast take the top off the defense type of receiver. And we're starting to see that Trey White doesn't have uh, a good day when he's going up against these uh, speed merchants. We definitely saw that the week of practice in uh, in Carolina during the preseason. He was, I mean, the story of the week was him getting burned deep. And I, I think that Robbie Anderson could end up being a difference maker if the Jets defensive line, or, I'm sorry, offensive line holds up through this game. And that's going to be the key because their offensive line is not very good. Uh, they brought in Ryan Khalil, who had basically retired at the end of last season. He's a uh, center, played last year for for the Carolina Panthers, and he's he was not good last year. It, it looks like his best days are way behind him, and that bodes well for uh, the interior pass rushers of the Bills, for sure. But, yeah, like I said... Um, if they can if they can somehow make sure that Anderson doesn't get behind the defense, I like how it looks. I think that the most difficult matchup outside of that is going to be Le'Veon Bell catching the ball out of the backfield. He's a matchup nightmare. Now, Matt Milano will probably be the guy who's tasked to run with him a little bit, as will Jordan Poyer. Uh, but that's a little bit of a... Well, actually, it's quite a bit of a mismatch because he should be faster than a linebacker and he's bigger than a safety. So where does that take us? Well, he's a heck of a back. It'd be interesting to see if he lost anything in that year that he sat out.
1: Yeah, that's and that's one thing Milano had made pretty good strides um, in and getting better at being a pass cover linebacker who sticks with the opposing running backs. But, you know, Um, Tremaine Edmonds, who we haven't even talked about yet, who was the youngest player in the league last year, he made great strides too, I feel, in his past coverage abilities over the second half of his rookie season. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell, listen, he's, Le'Veon Bell's an incredibly talented back. I saw somewhere that one of the talking heads, I think it was Nate Burleson predicted a three touchdown effort for Le'Veon Bell in week one against the Bills. I don't see it happening. if, if if Le'Veon Bell takes three one-yard touchdown plunges, then that's how he gets three touchdowns against the Bills. I don't see him breaking off a 70-yard run and a 30-yard run, and and he's explosive, but the Bills, you know, I think that they, they know the stigma against them. They know that they were not good, as good as they could have been in run defense last year, and so I think that there's been some progress that's been made to kind of bolster that unit, but I don't know. I don't see Le'Veon Bell. I see him having an average game. You know, he probably might get 80 yards on the ground, but I see that not being a difference maker. And if, if, if I think Sam Darnold's the one who's going to win this game for the Jets more so than Le'Veon Bell,
2: you know, it comes down to the quarterbacks, doesn't it? Did, um, did Darnold improve over the offseason? You know, he had his moments last year and he was a little bit better than Josh Allen was. We've talked about this in the past, but, that was to be expected. Josh Allen is not only is he a late bloomer, just physically, but he was not—he didn't have the benefit of a big-time program at uh, at Wyoming, the same as same sort of advantage that um, Darnold would have had at USC. Which one is going to be better? Which one is going to be less confused by the blitz, and which one is going to hit his receivers when uh, when they're open? Kind of comes down to that, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, no, it, it, exactly. It's decision making. It's calm and being poised when the pressure in the pocket is collapsing all around you. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I don't I guess that's a good segue, Jamie, for us to go into our Uh, predictions bound to go wrong for the the season opener of the 2019 campaign here you know we didn't actually track the success rate last year of uh, Anthony Marino and myself in picking these games versus the actual outcome but we've we've given our fans we feel a pretty good uh, breakdown so far of the Bills and the Jets who of course will be meeting up on Sunday it's the 118th all-time meeting between these two teams they split last year. Who would have thought before the season started that Matt Barkley would actually earn a win at quarterback for the Buffalo bills Well, he directed the offense to that 41 to 10 trouncing uh, at MetLife stadium. And then of course, Sam Darnold got the fourth quarter comeback against Josh Allen in week 13, Uh, 27 to 23 was our score. So Jamie, we've laid all this out there. We've had some fun breaking down the bills and the jets and where we think the differences might lie in this game. Give us your score prediction, and maybe some rationale behind it.
2: All right. And I know that people are going to be blowing up my Twitter over this. And, hey, feel free to do that. I, I'm, I'm cool. Um, anyway, uh, I think that you're going to end up seeing the Jets win 20-16. to 16. I think that it's going to come down to late in the game, and I think the Bills are going to have a chance in this one. Hauschka is not going to miss any field goals. We can put that concern behind us. I, I think the Bills are going to have a chance late. I think that maybe there's going to be some lessons learned um, when it comes to to Josh Allen handling a blitz heavy package like they're going to see against a Greg Williams defense, but I don't think they're going to pull it off.
1: Well, if you want to blow up uh, Jamie's Twitter, it's at the Jamie D'Amico for uh, for our Twitter fans out there. Of course, you can follow myself at John Boccasino, B-O-C-C-A-C-I-N-O. And if you want to come at me with my prediction here, I said it from the get-go and I will say it now. I still feel the Bills are the better team on paper. Having the home field advantage, they say, is worth three points in the NFL. And the Jets, I'm sure, want to come out with something to prove because they've had a really rough offseason. Um, they did make some good signings, I feel like, in free agency, but I feel like the Bills made a lot of under the radar signings. You know, Mitch Morris got all the attention for being the highest paid center, although he, of course, was recently surpassed for that honor. I feel like Buffalo has done a great job addressing their weaknesses from last year heading into this season. I will say the Buffalo Bills win the first game of the two game New Jersey swing 23 to 17 and uh, Western New York and Bills Mafia can celebrate a win. And uh, of course, they will be staying in MetLife Stadium for week two, which will be our preview for next week, uh, talking about the New York Giants game. Uh, in week two of course of the national football league season out here but jamie has them losing i have them winning of course you can follow us on twitter and give us your real-time reactions sunday at four thirty to see who's uh, one of us is bound to be right jamie yeah, scoring everything. <laughs> I like it. I I honestly, I, I don't see this game being a blowout or a track meet. I think both the defenses are too solid. Um, Robbie Anderson, upon upon further reflection, I was Googling uh, some of his stats while you were giving a little breakdown out there. He is a really talented wide receiver. We haven't even gotten into Quincy Anua, who as well is a very talented receiver. So the Jets do have some underrated playmakers. I guess I'm just giving the Bills secondary more credit um for what they can do. And, you know, Trey White, I think he learned some lessons. I look at what happened with the Lions game last year where a fellow speedster and Kenny Galladay had a field a uh, field day for the part of the first half and then adjustments were made and Trey White slowed him down, I thought, pretty well in the second half and took away those options. I'm hoping that that happens on Sunday as well.
2: You know, it's this is just a generally an interesting matchup to me, and you can tell that Vegas doesn't know enough about either team to really make a call on it, which is why it's only a, like a three point game right now, according to their odds. Um, but you know, they're they're teams that are young, they are changing. Nobody knows what to make of the Jets after putting in a, a new coaching staff there. But the interesting thing to me is the difference in the roster construction. You know, you have more of those blue chip players on the Jets that the high end talents, as I mentioned, Jamal, Adam, yeah, Jamal Adams and uh, Le'Veon Bell, whereas Buffalo has more of your uh, lunch pal guys that that don't have quite the high end performance yet. And it's going to see. It's going to be interesting to see how these two end up matching up on the field. They're two different ways of constructing a roster. I like the way the Bills are doing it, um, but we'll see. Are, are guys like Tremaine Edmonds going to take that huge step forward and become a star in this league? That's going to be. It's going to be fun to watch.
1: Sunday at 1 p.m. The Bills season kicks off in earnest, taking on the New York Jets down in MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. The first of, of course, two games for the Bills down in Jersey. You can, of course, come back to Believe, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast, uh, to hear the recap of how Buffalo fared in its season opener. Of course, with myself, John Boccasino and Jamie D'Amico. We want to thank you for taking the time to find us here on your family of podcasts here on the Buffalo Rumblings channel for my esteemed college league, Jamie D'Amico. I'm John Boccasino signing off. We'll see you after the Bills and Jets square off in week one.
3: More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads,